0: Greetings, Aproposy, and buckle up for the sex. It's the Apropos of Nothing podcast.
1: With your hosts, or with your Aproposters.
2: <laughs> no!
0: Uh-huh.
2: Stephen, Tom. And Gray.
0: And Ugh. we have taken over the podcast. Yes, we it's are... like
1: we, we are the podcast pirates. Uh, it's like it's like our flag means death with 100% less Taika Waititi.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: just as queer. Mm-hmm. I'm mean, very, very queer. We can try. Oh very, come yeah, on! Yeah. <laughs> we can help. <hope. laughs> do not have to try. Come on.
0: But yeah, we decided to uh, to to hoist the uh, hoist the skull and bones this week because uh, the original hosts made the claim that they were going to ignore this week. That for some reason the day after Christmas wasn't worth recording. Screw that. We got stuff to talk about, but first, what are y'all drinking?
1: I'm gonna go first because this is just kind of this is an abomination unto unto God and man, and I put it in a tentacle glass because that's appropriate. Um, it's it's Mountain Dew Baja Blast with tequila.
2: I don't know how that's quite an affront to God and man, but then again. I like rum better.
1: I think like drink, just drinking this, like this is what I had in my cabinet. It was either, it was either crack and rum or tequila. And this Mm. is a prettier color.
0: And it sounds like some sort of a, some sort of a twist on a um, mojito kind of.
1: Kind of, except like trashy.
0: Yeah. That's fine.
1: Trashy mojito. There is no muddled mint anywhere to be seen.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't have anything mixed. Uh, rather I'm just drinking, uh, straight Zubrowka bison grass vodka that, um, I picked up in Poland, uh, when I was on a work trip three years ago. It's, uh, literally got a blade of grass, uh, inside the bottle that's sort of been like aging with it in it. Um, and this bison grass specific flavor is like a, um, a thing that only Polish vodkas do
3: huh. sometimes.
0: So yeah, it's got, it's got this really interesting,
2: um, earthy it like flavor. Kind of grassy? To it. Yeah.
3: hmm
2: Yeah. I great. have, I've had drinks with, uh, uh, the bison grass tequila before once. Um, bison grass tequila. yeah. Well, I, sorry, <laughs> I forgot the name
1: vodka. <laughs> I think yes.
2: Well, mm-hmm. I forgot the specific name. Senpai was Zubrovka. 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 Okay. And yes. I we we were at a Rouge and I were at a party once, and they were mixing that with Zubrovka or Betcharovka if you're very American, um, mm-hmm. and it tasted. The name that they they went with for this concoction was the Ron Jeremy because it tasted like seventies porn. Mm. Oh, lovely! Anyway, I'm drinking squirt and uh, just some some clear tequila. Mm. Kind of the uh, the lowball Paloma.
1: Yeah, I don't okay. have squirt, but I have a I have a grapefruit sparkling water as well.
2: Mm.
0: I feel like I should have. Uh... <clears throat> Instead of the vodka, I should have taken the uh, the aged tequila that I have. Um, When I was on, uh, yeah, when I was on the podcast uh, a couple week, like three weeks ago, I think. um, Yeah, you were on at
1: the beginning of December, I think.
0: Yeah, I was drinking a uh, an eggnog that I had made, and uh, the liquor was an aged tequila with um, aged tequila and a sherry. Ooh, that um, sounds good yeah it was it was really interesting it was real smooth and real fun A really yeah a real nice difference from like the the rum that uh people normally do and um yeah i actually sir i surreptitiously delivered a small jar of uh of said eggnog to james at the same time um because we were recording remote since that's when salsa was in uh seattle and uh I couldn't get any to Jenna because she's lactose intolerant or casein intolerant or one of the two.
1: Allergic to dairy, if I recall.
0: Right, yeah. One, yeah, one, way, just, one way or the other.
1: One way or the other, dairy the Dairy does not get along. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, so... Oh, well. Uh, I took the... I got my Polish vodka instead. Mm-hmm. So cool. Well... Um, so yesterday was Christmas. Yep. Uh, and I guess the... <clears throat> The biggest uh, apropos-related thing is that we had our fifth annual, uh, I think this is the fifth, maybe the sixth annual, whatever. It's the the Steam Secret Santa's Gift Exchange uh, that I've been running for a, a certain amount of time. Uh, this year, uh, I actually worked with the hosts and decided to call it the, uh, the official apropos-of-nothing Steam Secret Santa exchange. Um, I was kind of, I was hoping that, you know, making it official and announcing it over on the, uh, on the Discord was going to uh, garner some more interest, but it didn't, and that's okay. Um, you know, the the regulars that committed, you know, the three hosts, and then uh, it was the full the full people joining were the three hosts, myself and Tom. Yep. Uh, so I made the executive decision that the hosts are all giving themselves, you know, giving each other uh, their gifts, and then Tom and I are just sort of on our on our own. Okay. That's
1: right. why that. That's why that happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it would be. Uh, I thought it would be entertaining for uh, for the hosts to have their own separate discussion. I don't know if they'll make the realization that they, you know, that they had their, you know, just little pass to the left circle uh this year uh we'll see if they figure that out next week Uh, i doubt they'll listen to this where i'm admitting to it
2: uh before you never know
1: they might
2: Mm -hmm. i think james will but i also think that james is i don't think any of them were really that uh prone to picking up on that it was just a rotation
0: yeah, they may not even re- they may listen and they may not remember next week. That'll be the fun part.
1: Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Oh, this is totally unrelated, but who's editing this?
0: Um. Well, Salsa. I mean, yeah. Salsa. Well, the 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 <clears throat> method of the remote stuff is is that uh, James you know does the recording and then he says he just sends the file links to Salsa, who then just slaps them together with the with the bumpers and then go. Okay. Oh okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> I figured I should ask the question. <laughs> yeah, sure. As no, if no, we're just fine. like, yeah. if we're if we're taking over the podcast and just voicing the editing off to the back.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, did they say that they yeah. were recording next week too, they
0: or that are. they were
2: okay? That's I couldn't remember
0: i thought they were but we'll see whenever the hell this recording goes up (laughs) uh, i don't care i just wanted i just wanted to do it because i knew that they were they said that they wouldn't be so i'm like well hell there is uh, now an
1: episode heck mm -hmm.
0: yep so but yeah so um even though uh even though gray uh didn't volunteer to uh to participate and that's perfectly fine um i did involve them so uh what did you all get for uh the secret santa exchange and how excited are you to play them
2: i got subnautica and deep rock galactic from you senpai and i am very excited. um i played i played a little uh a little over an hour of Deep Rock Galactic.
3: Oh, like, nice! This is
2: fun, and this is definitely like a, a game to play with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have not cracked into Subnautica because I think that's something I'm waiting to do on my Twitch stream.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Deep Rock had a uh, had a free weekend recently,
2: didn't they? Uh, I think they said it's yes? like. Gross. Double experience season. Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: it's a double
0: XP season right now, but okay. okay. But yeah, I was, I was just wondering how um, how, it, how you managed to uh, play it without owning it until I gave it to you. Um, but maybe I'm misinterpreting the way that you had said that.
2: Oh, yeah, I did not. I had not played it before you had gifted it to me. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay.
1: I, yeah, realize I actually um, have Deep Rock Galactic. Mm hmm. So I would yeah, be yeah. I would be game to try it with more than one person.
3: Mhm.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wack, pretty wacky. Um yeah, I've had it for a while the um the sort of land the quarterly land party group that um I'm with uh that I'm in the friend group that I'm in with James um huh? a couple of the guys are real hardcore on it and so it's very easy to jump in and and run around and do stuff, but they've uh those guys have gotten Pretty far, pretty far into the game. There, they really uh-huh. enjoy it. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's the the digging down. It's basically, you know, it's it basically, you know, indentured servitude, asteroid mining, except you're also the 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 dwarves of Moria who've dug too deep, and uh-huh. that at the end of the level is always the escape of like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> But yeah, so I, yeah, I hope you enjoy those. I've had yeah, I had um I've had Subnautica for a while as well. Um I abs- I really enjoy it more as a an underwater exploration game okay. rather than the base building kind of thing that it does. Mm-hmm. Um there are um I'll tell you this up front, there are two kind there are two uh modes that you can play the game in. One is Survival light, where you don't have to worry about hunger and thirst, uh, or there's uh, survival—you know—the hardcore survival where you do have to figure out how to feed yourself and make uh, potable water, because of course, you know, the um, the sea that you're um, exploring and swimming through is salt water, you know, like normal. So. Mm-hmm. You can pick between those two. I certainly prefer not having to worry about uh, hunger and hydration, but it does mean that I have a bunch of items like, you know, filtered water that I can't do anything with mm. because that mechanic is turned off in in yeah. the survival light version.
3: So
1: that is, that is nice that they have that version because one of the things I get so frustrated with with in games that have survival mechanics is just like. I'm sorry. I, I'm playing this to have fun and to escape and now I have to, like, oh, I'm cold so I have to build a fire. I'm hungry so I have to eat something. Like, fuck you. I have to deal with this in real life. I don't want to do this. The Forest mm. is like one game I will never play again, unfortunately, because it's just like, oh, you're cold. Oh, you're hungry. I'm like, mm. figure it out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Pixel,
1: I... you, 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 you lines of code that are forcing me to pay attention to this.
0: Yeah, that's one of the difficulties I have with like, um. Don't starve, because mm-hmm. I have that, and I I have don't starve together, and I'm curious about it because one of one of the other guys in the land party group was was really big on it, probably about four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and I just I never got around to trying it out, but yeah, the whole uh, yeah, you are tired, you are cold, you are hungry, you are thirsty, and all of that stuff is.
1: Yeah, annoying, but yeah that that is that is that is Tom's whole rant on survival games.
2: I think the hardcore mode from um, Fallout New Vegas is like the only one that I've even attempted that kind of uh, survival ish. Like you have to, you know, eat food, drink water, get sleep. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I did that for a little bit, and then just. Found some mods that would skirt around that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Sure. That's wonderful. But yeah, like that's Yeah, I would probably just play that pretty um pretty not intense.
3: hmm
2: Yeah.
0: No, it's a it's a lot of fun, uh or Subnautica, I should say, is a, is a lot of fun to do the exploring. Uh even though there are things that can attack you and harm you you know it's it's not too difficult to escape them and to mm-hmm. you know sort of go back to where uh, where you can heal up but yeah there's a an interesting lore to the um, to the history of the planet um, when you land there. so I definitely recommend uh, keeping an eye out for uh, deserted broken down clearly man-made structures around the island or around the
2: planet. Mm. Yeah. I will definitely, uh, look into that. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. So then what were the things that you got, Tom?
3: Um,
1: I had to refresh my memory. Um, (laughs) so from you, Oh my God, I'm so excited to play Octodad. Like I've heard (laughs) so much about it and just like, you know, I have a whole thing going on. I have a whole Mm -hmm. aesthetic. um, and so I'm really excited about that. And then what was, uh, Hades also looks like a lot of fun, because um, I've discovered that despite the fact that I find them very overwhelming, I do like roguelikes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first one I played was Boyfriend Dungeon, which is like half dating sim, half roguelike. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm working on Cult of the Lamb, which is, what is it? Um, roguelike and Management Sim, I think is what it's called? Mm -hmm. Where you have like the base that you, so yeah, um, and then so stacking I don't know much about other than I saw it in, um, it was featured in a video, um, of this YouTuber who does adventure who does like talks about adventure games. Mm -hmm. Um, so that one looks that that one aesthetically looks like a lot of fun. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And then isn't I think Loom is an old adventure game.
0: Loom is a very classic LucasArts adventure game. I think okay. it's one of the I think it's the one of if not the first uh, of their point and click, you know, their their zero death um, point and click adventure games that they sort of yeah, the the whole thing about the yeah, LucasArts adventure games became their own sort of subgenre as a reaction to yeah. the uh, the Sierra uh the Sierra mm-hmm. Adventure Games, King's Quest and Um yeah. uh Phantasmagoria and other things by uh, Roberta King, uh where, you know one f- you know, one bad step and you're dead, yeah. you know, and you have to start over. And the Yeah, the as a response, the the guys at Lucasfilm Games, which then became LucasArts, were like, you know, that isn't fun. Uh why don't we try and make games where death is entirely impossible unless it's part of the story mm-hmm. and so that's you know that's sort of the underlying point of a lot of um a lot of the you know a lot of their games you know loom the dig um the monkey island series uh, i was, I was just throttle. gonna ask
1: if if grim if grim fandango takes place in the land of the dead because of that
0: possibly yeah possibly. Uh, but yeah that's that's another that's one of the more later ones that one came out uh after Escape Lendings. to Monkey Island, and yeah, I think the the earlier ones were written by uh, Ron Gilbert and Tim Schafer and um, some other guys whose names I don't recall, but um, yeah, like they had this really great sort of comedic, clever, puzzle writing synergy where they had a lot of a lot of the real best um, LucasArts or adventure games. Um, oh yeah, there was like Maniac Mansion and uh, Zach McCracken and the Alien Mind Benders. And, oh, that's right. Uh, stuff like that. But yeah, no Loom. Um, I played Loom uh, the first time a, a while ago, um, and yeah, it's it's a real neat, real neat story. Uh, yeah. I was definitely excited to to give you that opportunity because yeah, the uh, uh, the theme of the magic and of the sort of yeah the magic system is based on. Um, uh, weaving and music.
1: That's so cool! Yeah, so, <laughs> I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really interesting story. There's a, a bunch of goofy stuff and a lot of really neat adventure. And there's also some. Uh, I think there's a near the end. There's a time travel mechanic, slightly where. Cool. Yeah, so I don't yeah. want to say too much, but it's I I really enjoyed playing it, and so I was really happy to yeah to be able to get that for you because. That you were interested. Um.
1: I'm Well, and like, what's funny is I didn't know that there was a genre called adventure games until I played gone home. And Mm. I didn't really have the, like, I I mean, one thing, one for one, I did, I was trying to play on a laptop, which I, which meant I can really only run indie games at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked. I was able to run, uh, run gone home on the machine I had at the time. Um, but I really didn't think to ask, like, "Hey, is there are there other games like this?" Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like, I feel like I got onto the adventure game train mm-hmm. later than I would have liked. Mm-hmm.
0: But and you've got a you've got an amazing library of interesting, like really really gold standard adventure games, and you also have a bunch of other stuff that doesn't live up to that standard yeah. that uh you can pick and choose for a lot of different things uh mm-hmm. the other thing uh that i want to mention stacking uh is a double fine game and that was the uh game company founded by tim
1: Schafer. who was well, that was the, the one they did the mm-hmm. uh got Grim fandango remaster mm-hmm. yep, which yep. i i like the story grim that one was buggy as shit for me for some reason and mm-hmm. i'm not quite sure why okay yeah
0: but yeah, stacking is interesting because the uh, the game mechanic is based on the Matryoshka dolls.
1: Oh, cool!
0: So yeah, you're this group of uh, you're this like set of Matryoshka dolls that get that are that are all sentient. Each layer is a different personality. And um, if I remember correctly, and I haven't played it, but I do have it, uh, but I haven't played it yet. But what I recall is, yeah, the the whole idea of stacking is, is that you're trying to get through you're trying to go through the story and you have to spit out various you know of the inner the inner layer dolls to get past certain they have certain skills and so you just sort of yeah uh-huh. you just pop <laughs> pop your character out from yeah the group and then or then collect back together mm-hmm. um that's that's my recollection of it but yeah i've yeah it's one of the uh, one of the fifteen hundred games in my Steam library, of of which over twelve hundred I have never played.
3: <laughs> there was a uh, there was a
1: meme I saw where it was like all the other games in my library like judge and glaring at me as I as I browse the mm. Steam Winter sale.
0: Oh yeah. It's
1: like you yeah, know there, what?
0: There are so yeah, so many uh so many variations on that and they're all true. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's the yeah. uh there's the drowning or the the kid who's the the parent with the one kid, and then the one in the foreground that seems like they're drowning. They look pretty distressed. And then the second uh, the second image is, of course, the sunken skeleton sitting on the uh, sitting on the uh, pool pool chair. Um, <laughs> the other one I like is the uh, the um, the the Squirtle team. Uh,
1: oh yeah, Squirtle
0: team with We're sunglasses. yeah it's, yeah, the unfinished game, unfinished game, unfinished game, unfinished game. New game that I just bought, you know, that sort of thing. Uh.
1: Mm-hmm. Same with books. Mm-hmm. Exactly. With books. So, I feel nope. like that's starting to happen with my tarot decks, too.
3: Because
1: mm. I have... Well, I might talk about this later. I actually need to do a proper review of the Kickstarter deck I just got, because I, I don't... It's not speaking to me. Mm. And there's some stuff about the art that I'm just like... You know, this looks generally unfinished. Um, but yeah, I'm. I have. I have another tarot deck on the way. Gotcha. <laughs> I yep. do not have too many tarot decks. I can quit anytime I want to.
2: <laughs> now, from what I understand, you're not supposed to be buying your own tarot decks. Those are supposed to be gifted to you. Oh shit! At least that's what my um my ex who's really into tarot was telling me
1: I don't know anybody like I don't know anybody in my life who would give me a tarot deck. so how am I supposed to get into tarot if I
2: no. <laughs> you don't know if no one in your life would give you a tarot deck? That's true <laughs> but yeah and like that's
1: okay was... i'm'm I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I've broken the tarot rules,
0: well, it could be why it's not speaking to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, this. Well, then this deck was actually um, uh, I backed it on Kickstarter like a year and a half ago, and it finally got here in like the beginning of December.
3: Mm.
2: So gotcha. it's just still cold. Hmm? The cards are just still chilly.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and they got a they got got to warm up.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah.
0: Just got to do some icebreakers with them.
1: <laughs> there is actually an uh, an interview spread that you can do with a tarot deck. And there's like questions that you can, you can ask it.
2: Fascinating. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, and then uh, to round out, I'll, I'll read off the, yes. uh,
1: what, did, what did you get?
0: I got from Tom. Uh, so <laughs> I got um, black and white Bushido, bow, gris, Sultan Sanctuary, Super Lovely Planet, and Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy.
1: Getting over it seemed really interesting, at least from the, the short description that I read.
0: Yeah, it's um I Yeah, I, I only added that recently because uh, James got it. Um, mm. I think from might have been from a previous uh, previous Secret Santa exchange. It is it's mm-hmm. one of those early uh, oh, it's one of those early frustrate the hell out of the Twitch streamer games. This um, one. Markiplier. It's uh, the one I think it's the one that, famous being that, a screamer about it.
1: Yeah, the, it's the one that enraged Markiplier if I recall.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're just this dude or <laughs> you're the you're the you're the upper torso of this dude and in a cauldron the, or something. Yeah, in in a cauldron and you've got this uh Sledgehammer-ish.
1: Yeah, it looks like a a sledgehammer.
0: It's got like a four-foot, got a four-foot handle, and Uh the control interface is basically you move the mouse around, and that uh, I haven't, you know, I I don't really know what it does specifically, but basically you just control the swing of the hammer, and uh, that's the that's your only control. You don't walk because of the cauldron uh, and you cannot do anything of it. You can't let go of the hammer, Um, but basically you throw it, you know, you throw the hammer out like it's a pickaxe and, you know, you you know, you hike hike yourself up with it and basically you try and catch the next higher handhold or hammer hold uh, to make it back up. And um, it's just this Sisyphean, um mountain that you have to climb and you have to do all these different all these different frustrating paths that you have to navigate with just a hammer and um yeah so James got it and he played it at one of the played it at one of the LAN parties and he didn't have a big enough mouse pad to fully um,
1: fully rotate
0: yeah to well to to have as enough control that he needed uh-huh. uh so but watching him play it made me really curious about it so you know i figure throw it up and let somebody else buy it for me for cheap like that's kind of the that's one of the points about the about the secret uh the steam secret santa exchange is just that's like i you know i for a long time had just a bunch of random crap that was at at, at one point interesting enough to put on my wish list and I would just never buy it because it's just like, well, I mean eh, you know, it's sure it's down to it's three bucks now, but it's that's three dollars that I could not spend on it this sure. sale. So I don't know, I just thought it's it's always fun sort of leaving leaving that sort of like that decision to other people. Mm-hmm. um and so that's why that's why i set it up and uh because i thought it would be fun and i'm sure that you know i at least operate under the assumption that people will wish list things and just never buy them mm-hmm. and so it's like well hey give someone else the opportunity to pick between these things 20 yeah. doesn't feel, doesn't feel too you know too much to too much to ask um mm-hmm. of course you know we have uh We've had people uh, go in and out of the group. Um, Uh uh, Troy to Troy has uh, sort of uh, stepped back from the group because he really hasn't had an opportunity to play any of the games that he has already. So he keeps he keeps telling me it's like, all right, you know, I, I don't need to I don't need to be a part of this. But if anybody wants to get something, he's, you know, more than happy to happy uh-huh. to supply but he doesn't want to be within the uh within the rotation sure sure um but yeah so
3: yeah
0: it's a lot of fun it's just a reason to get stuff that you just sat mm-hmm. off you know just waited on um I was just I-, I was just
1: looking at the um the steam page for getting over it and I would love to know who thought it was similar to the stanley parable because <laughs> it was like because it's like is this game relevant to you and it's like similar to games you've played i was like Please explain the connective tissue here because I'm not understanding.
0: Uh, people be mad about it. <laughs> Are people
1: um, mad about the Stanley Parable?
0: Yes, I've definitely oh, heard. Dis- okay. <laughs> I've heard discussion about people like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. I can't do anything. It's That's like the whole well, point. That's because you're, you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to do.
1: Right. I I'm actually like, had a really bad experience with this, with the first experience with the Stanley Parable, um, where like a friend and I had a really tough discussion. Um, and then he was like, Hey, you want to play the Stanley Parable? And I was like, very contrary to what the narrator was telling me to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that the narrator would start to get abusive when oh you start my. doing that. And oh, he was I like, about that. Is it, I was like, Is this upsetting you? I'm like, You just gave me a real life The Reason You sp- Suck speech. Yes, this is upsetting me. Mm-hmm. Can we please play something else? yeah, yeah, not a great introduction to that game
0: <laughs> Yeah and, and I keep forgetting to um, I keep forgetting to download and open the game because two of the two of the premier achievements uh, for that oh. game are go out and play and commitment. which
1: Wait, uh, Stanley parable.
0: Yeah, okay go out and play is you open the game, you close the game, and then you do not play for five years.
1: Oh yes. I have heard of this one.
0: Then I, I might be wrong about commitment, but there's gotta be another one. There was an, I thought there was another one. Maybe it's with like the, the, the quote unquote remastered version of the Stanley parable, but they had a, they had a second one where it's like, yeah, uh,
1: Oh, um Go and
0: don't play for ten years.
1: Yes. Uh well the commitment achievement requires players to keep the game open for an entire Tuesday.
0: Uh there we go. So I yeah, I was just looking at the at the names and
1: yeah.
0: I got that one last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that.
1: <laughs> I love that. Somebody has written out an instruction guide as to how to um how to get the Stanley Parable commitment. Yes, set your computer to p- fifty eight p.m. on a Monday, launch the game. I'm not sure about starting to play, but I did. Then you should set your computer to go into hibernation mode, turn off, and then turn on the computer. But don't boot into the system. Go into the BIOS. Change. Oh, this is changing the system time. That's cheating.
3: Yes, that's, that's uh,
1: bullshit. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm of the same opinion with people who time travel in uh, Animal Crossing.
1: Crossing, I just don't want to do it. It's such a hassle because mm-hmm. like. I actually use the console time to check how long I've been playing. Yeah. Is that a foot yeah. in my never mind. I'm not gonna ask.
0: Yeah, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe is the version that has the uh go out and play for 10 years instead of five.
1: Okay. Oh, for so. ten years. Okay, that one I might be hmm, I'm temp I would be tempted to change the console clock on that one.
2: <laughs> I did <laughs> I did do that for go outside with the, the standard edition.
1: Oh, <gasps> Grey,
2: you've just revealed
1: a terrible secret.
2: Okay, so there are ten achievements. I got eight of them uh, on January 11th, 2014. Okay. And then I got one last week.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't play for ten years.
3: Mm Hmm.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: Ironically, I've had Stanley Parable for longer than um for more than five years so i actually had i started it when i initially bought it i could have could have had that five-year achievement without Uh, having to time travel which is a uh, a bummer
1: dang yeah i think i think so i borrowed so the first so the second time i played it this was this was when i was um this was probably about a year year or so later um or maybe, like, six months later from the first incident, um, I just went... When I was visiting my boyfriend back and forth, um, I just went and played it in an afternoon. Until I was like, oh, I'm done with this. Isn't there one for that puppy game? Where, like, the, the puppy and the, ba- the the thing where you're, like, you have to keep a baby from dying. And it's like a cardboard cutout of a baby. Jesus Christ.
0: I'm yeah. not familiar with this at all. Um, I'm sorry. It's,
1: oh, gosh. I don't remember... I think I just ended up finding a video of somebody of somebody playing like because there's an achievement for that, but you have to press the button like some ridiculous number of times, like 500 or something.
3: Mm.
0: I see. Yeah. There, I mm. know that there was um there was one of the. I don't know. I guess I guess I would call it a gag game where it was um I'm I can't remember the name now, but it's where it was two player two player asymmetrical multiplayer where one person was a baby and they were going around the house trying to kill themselves. Yes, okay. <laughs> the other player was the parent trying to keep the keep baby from, from killing themselves. A- yeah, actively like actively scooping them out, pulling them from the jaws of uh, death or mm-hmm. uh, trying to safety, you know, safety the house while the uh while the baby player was forced to take a nap or something. Um that's the only, that's the only uh, keeping a baby alive game that I can think of right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it was, right? it was a mini game within the Stanley parable, mm, but it's yeah. like, um, keeping <laughs> baby, I'm going to Google this.
3: Mm.
1: baby alive. Cause I'm game and I can spell Stanley parable. There we go. Oh, I'm sorry. It's called the baby game. You have to play it for four hours. Mm. And you push the red button to keep the baby from the fire. It's called the art ending. I see. I did not. I just watched Hank Green do it. I see. I don't care that much about it.
2: That uh, keep the baby alive game that you're talking about, Senpai. Like that, that sounds like the kind of Dead by Daylight I play. Like.
1: <laughs> Dead by Daylight. Bebe edition, yeah. Where it's like, do you still want like the aesthetics then? Because now, now, now I'm workshopping this idea. Do you still want the aesthetics
3: of no, a horror? Have, like, game?
2: like four toddlers.
3: Oh, okay, just,
2: you- <laughs> just doing everything they can to like accidentally hurt themselves because they're Love toddlers this. and know and not better.
1: Right, exactly. That's kind oh, of how I, toddlers do.
0: My brain went the entire opposite direction, where I thought that the for for Dead by Daylight that the monster character would be the baby, and that it would be four adults trying to run around, <laughs> and like the, the monster baby had the superpowers of uh, getting in danger very easily or something. Oh,
1: I love I love that too. Yeah, where they, instead I
0: Instead of trying to fix a generator, you have to like, uh, I don't know, put up a bunch of, you know, put up baby gates everywhere, or like putting, um, you know, putting those uh, outlet covers over everything in the house, or whatever.
3: Yep. Like baby locks. locks
0: on all, yeah, yeah, cabinet locks, exactly.
2: Get all the uh, the blind uh, cables kind of out of reach.
1: When is when's the kickstarter for this going up because I will absolutely contribute? Oh, probably about
0: 5 days from never. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Well, this idea is out in the universe. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants a Dead by Daylight variation where you try to keep a bunch of toddlers alive, where you try to keep a bunch of monster toddlers alive.
0: Yeah, why not make both?
1: <laughs> yeah, like both? Yeah, it's like variation like you could make them I- within the same game and just like have yeah. I, I'm I'm all you've already got my support if this ever becomes a thing.
2: <laughs> well and you can, you know, you can keep the the toddlers like a, a third person perspective. Cause like a first person like scaled down that far is would be oh, a little weird. Yeah. yeah. But the human can still be like first person.
1: There's a horror game um called Tornookdu. It's like one of the it's like so indie it's not even available on on Steam. It's just on somebody's website. Um, and, like, the thing that makes it the most scary thing I've ever seen is that your perspective is, like, scaled down to a child's height,
3: mm.
1: and there's this big giant monster. Like, that's basically a cross between, um, Krampus and another, like, indigenous cryptid. Oh. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I was just thinking about perspectives, and, like, that's the thing that made that game the scariest. hmm
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think um I think there was a game grumps that I watched uh at one point they were again uh the game grumps were going through a bunch of these yeah, these first person horror games uh, uh all these very, you know, indie Indie ones that have like, you know, really crap assets that don't go together. and You know, the <laughs> textures are all wrong and whatever. But yeah, well, there were a couple of...
1: Kind of deliberate. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. they did a whole series on them. And yeah, this, at least at least one, if not a couple had, you know, had you scaled down to a child size. And they're like, oh, yeah, this really yep. kind of makes it worse. Mm-hmm. So. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That one, that one, I just watched a playthrough and it gave me nightmares. So.
0: But yeah, so um, so yeah, that was our involvement of the uh, this year's Steam Secret Sand Exchange, and I guess we'll uh, wait to see what uh, the uh, what the other hosts got from each other.
1: <laughs> You've heard uh, from the upper posters. Now you're going to hear from everybody else, the indeed.
3: actual hosts. Well, I want to take a break? This week.
1: Sure. I'm sorry. What now?
0: I was going to say, do y'all, y'all want to take a break? I uh, yes. Sounds good. Okay. We'll okay. be back soon.
1: If you guys like what
0: you heard, you can visit us on our website at aonpodcast.com. If you want to talk to us directly, you can send us an email at either Jenna, Salsa, or James at Podcast.com, or collectively at feedback at aonpodcast.com. And we are back. Indeed. Um, the yeah, approposters have taken over the building, or whatever analogy you want. I'm Stefan.
2: I'm Tom, and I'm Gray.
0: <laughs> and it is still the day after Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm. We have so not I'm time sure. traveled.
0: Well, yeah, we haven't drank. We haven't drunk that much. Um, Yet. So well, I, I was going we- to say, uh, Tom sounds like they could be uh, at any time.
1: Well, I was just—I was just going to point out that we are technically traveling in time, but it's at one one second per second.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's
1: not like any significant amount of time travel, but we are—we right. are currently traveling through time. Mm-hmm. As yeah. Tom the pedant.
2: I mean, if we're we're talking about like relativity, it's about one second per second.
1: Okay, but like I only have this perspective, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So. Um... Obviously a lot of people are uh people got together with family uh or or didn't I suppose um you know everybody celebrates as as best works for them uh and a lot of people talk about the stuff they got for Christmas but what I'd like to talk about is I'd like to see I'd like to know what y'all gave for Christmas you know if there's anything in particular that you're super proud of that you figured out that was a real neat thing um like for example um my uh my i gave my uh, aunt and my dad uh gift certificates for for the value of a um cooking course at the alliance française which is a uh French cultural center in uh minneapolis Ooh. and um yeah so uh the two of them like you know, uh, my aunt really likes France, and uh, she's been a fan of Monet for a very long time. And um, she and my dad have had uh, discussions about learning to cook. You know, mm-hmm. learning to cook stuff. Um, it's we've done some, uh, we've had some exchanges in previous years of you know recipe books and you know cookbooks and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so I thought that this year would be uh i thought it would be fun to give them you know give them the opportunity for like a directed or targeted um you know cooking class and so uh i think they i think they seem excited about it um they have uh yeah they're probably about well they the value is is there um the yeah the the way the system is set up you like buy you pay for a um membership to alliance francaise um they have either the regular full year membership or they have like a reduced price cooking membership uh, Mm um that is valid for the like three month season of cooking that they um cooking classes that they have and then you can sign up for any one of the cooking classes within that season Okay. Uh, so yeah, so if they if they decide on one of the uh, um, on one of the cooking classes for this next season from January to March, um, they'll you know pay for their cooking membership, and then they can you know buy one of the classes uh, with it. It's I think there's like a there's a pastry, there's a, a pastry course, a um, a full dinner course uh, where they do like a it's a four course meal. You know, your vegetable, like starter, appetizer, vegetable, meat, dessert, I think, Mm. sort of thing. And yeah, so they've got several, um, I don't know if I would call them celebrity chefs because I certainly don't know who they are, but um, they've got, you know, some people that are from France that are going to be in it. Uh, One of the things that they warn on the, uh, or I should say, advise on the uh, flyer for the course is like the course will be taught in both French and English deal with it or something like that (laughs) because like yeah because they're like hiring, you know they're hiring someone from france you know Mm -hmm. some francophone person they're like yeah they're not they're gonna slip into their native tongue you just kind of have to deal
1: with it i love Um, that that's so cool
0: yeah so hopefully i hope that they uh, seem pretty happy about that um and then uh i bought my mom a new uh An upgrade, uh, an upgraded cell phone. She's been uh, running. She's been rocking her uh, first smartphone from five years ago um, up until now. It's a Motorola Moto G4, which came out in 2016. Yeah. Um, But you know, she's got you know really minimal needs for needs for a cell phone. We got the smartphone because she was going to meet uh, Jennifer in um in Spain when Jennifer was on a semester abroad and we're on uh you know our cellular service provider has a data plan that gives uh free international roaming and so uh-huh. we basically just added just added a third line so that my mom could have a smartphone that had free international roaming while she was over there and of course she needed a cell phone so we just grabbed one uh, that was cheap and you know easy to use and that was the moto g four but uh she's been using that same one since since then so like sure what the hell's you know one hundred and eighty bucks pretty decent you know pretty decent upgrade for you know sticking in, sticking with Motorola so she doesn't have to deal with any of the other uh you know uh, manufacturer the other oem account monarchy base so. change mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, but yeah, she got. Uh, it was actually funny. I think she had a little too much in her. She had the she had either one too many or my dad made too strong of a gin and tonic that night. Uh, she got somewhat emotional over <laughs> over receiving an upgraded cell phone. Uh, but yeah, it was very. Uh, she's very happy about it, and I, uh, then we went over. So that was yeah Christmas Eve, which is when my family does the the inter you know inter family gift exchange uh-huh. uh, because uh-huh. then my, my sister and her, my brother-in-law, his family has a big thing on Sunday morning or yeah. on Christmas day morning, I should say. So they usually have to, you know, buck off into the night after um, a little, you know, kind of early sure. in, uh, on Christmas Eve night. Yeah. So, but we've, we've always done um, our nuclear family gift exchange on, uh, on the 24th because we've always had other family that want to do things on the 25th. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, so that was that that's, those are the things that I was particularly proud of that I got for other people this year. How about you?
1: Um. So for, I, I feel like I kind of panicked because I'm not, I, so one thing about me is like, if somebody gives me a list of of potential things that they might might enjoy, um, I find that to be the easiest kind of scenario because at least I'm giving them somebody that I something that I know that they like, um, and I probably should have asked for something like that this year. So I kind of panicked, um, but for so I was I think I was on Twitter um, and my so like I actually got my dad into the podcast Welcome to Night Vale. Um, oh. and last, so actually last year he gave me a stuffed, uh, a stuffed Koshek um, who nice. is not, who is not on the desk right now, or otherwise I would show it to the camera. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a cute little, little Koshak plushie. Um, so I was on Twitter and there was like, it was like December 7th. Oh,
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Rem the oh. goblin has, has, has very helpfully. Um, grabbed Koshek the cat from the couch.
2: Oh, um, very nice. Thank you, yeah. Goblin.
1: <laughs> you have you've been thanked by the aproposters for for assisting. Um, so that was last year. So I was on Twitter and they were like, "Oh yeah, we've got a merch drop, and you and if you order now, it'll arrive before Christmas." I'm like, "Hmm." So I looked over on their website and they had this like uh, bandana design. It had like vampire mouths and eyeballs and like a radio tower and a spider and a glow cloud it's just like it's a really cool bandana design Mm -hmm. um and so i picked that up for him and he was so thrilled he like immediately put it on uh and wore it around the house all day Mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun i um i liked that that was that was good um, I'm trying to think. The other one it was so I went to the bookstore, the majors in Quinn, which is actually closer to me now, uh now that I lived in Rich now that I live in Richfield. Mm-hmm. Um, just to f- kind of round out everything else for Christmas shopping. Um, and I found a copy of Catfishing on Catnet, which is written by a local author, Naomi Kritzer. Um and so I gave I gave that to my mom. Um because she she's a fan of uh, of Naomi's um, election guide, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, she also writes speculative fiction. It's very good. Here's the first book. Um, so that's exciting. Neat. Those are kind of the things that I did. How about how about you, Gray?
2: Um. Uh, so there is a, a little bit of a tradition in my family. Uh not unlike the traditions of the fiddler on the roof. Tradition. 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 And I am going. I am going to lift this thing up and put it on the screen so y'all can see what it is we got my dad for like the third or fourth year running. Hey boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> K okay, bueno it's so for for the viewers for for viewers for the listeners who who cannot see this, um what Grey is holding up is is a like industrial size can of, of nacho cheese sauce that says que bueno and it's about as big as Gray's head, if not bigger.
2: Mm-hmm. It says three kilograms. It's three <laughs>
1: kilograms. That's a lot of cheese sauce. Okay, all pounds
2: right, and ten ounces. Of... There's a story here, I suspect. I think... Oh, there are a couple stories. Uh, one of which was, like, when my wife and I, Rouge, also known as Heather, uh, were... I think, like, shortly after we started dating, we were at, like, a Sam's Club or something. Mm-hmm. And I saw the Que Bueno... Which has has now been in my life well over 20 years. And I said, Que oh, okay, bueno. And I like grabbed a tin of it, a number 10 tin of it, and, and showed it to her. And she's like, No one needs that much cheese sauce. I beg to differ. Pulse. It, it is false. It is false as hell. Mm hmm. Uh, correct. And so I, I texted my eldest brother this and he's like, she's wrong. Uh, but yeah, K Bueno came into our lives like the mid-90s or something because my uncle like loved shopping at Sam's Club mm-hmm. and it was like for Thanksgiving, he just picked up a tin. Like, whatever, it's it's nacho cheese sauce. There's a lot of it. We've got mm-hmm. 30 people coming for thanksgiving whatever i like this is actually real good and it's <laughs> it's like that's kind of the joke is we're, we're getting you three keys of nacho cheese sauce that will maybe last the year so is
0: this sort of a uh, what do you get for the man who has everything or is this just like huh, this isn't funny you're gonna get this forever
2: bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think right. one of the one of the other fun Zasera, uh gift themes is uh, gifting something that you stole from someone just gifting them right back to them. Mm. Uh, because like, oh, hey, I, I was looking for a pair of choppers and I had a pair just like this. I mean, there was even like the, the little like worn leather hole in the thumb just like this like yeah I was weird I found these and I thought you'd love them (laughs) like for for varying
0: definitions of found
1: yeah Yeah, for a given value of found I also uh, like wasn't quite sure if you were talking about the choppers that I was thinking of until you said the the let the worn hole in the leather yeah the big the big mittens
2: yeah the choppers yeah Yeah. Um, Yeah. and my in-laws Purchased for me uh, a couple bottles of hot sauce called Arizona Gunslinger, mm. which is the same brand that I just steal from my parents' house every time I visit. Mm. I can only just take one of these five ounce bottles. it's Good on stuff. No, they won't pocket miss it. it. It's five ounces. I mean, it's this isn't the stuff, but it's like it's this big. It's just uh-huh. it's right in the pocket. Sure, walk off.
1: How much could idea. one? How much could one hot sauce cost, Michael? Ten dollars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
0: so what's the uh, what's the what's the hold time uh, between stealing and uh, Christmas? Usually, like is it question. more than a year or is it less than a year?
2: I would say at least one year, but like tradition dictates, three at, kind of at a at a compa- not compassion a considerate minimum. Like, oh, hey, I found this, you know, pair of red-handled semi-rusted diagonal cutters that have our last name etched into them. Thought you might like it. Like, I lost a pair just like that 10 years ago. Like,
3: 10
1: years ago is 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 gosh. kind of a hilarious All amount right. of time uh to be
2: doing something like that. Well, I think I actually stole that pair 18 years ago for college.
3: Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's kind of what I was wondering is like uh, it de- it entirely depends on the proclivity of your uh the the person who has been thieved from uh how likely they are to replace the thing that you've stolen um right. because I think if that was if I it, yeah if I if I were to be in your shoes and I would steal something I would certainly feel bad if they replaced it before I had the opportunity to re- to gift it back to them
3: yeah
2: I think there is a, like, certain, like, replaceability threshold. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a uh, pair of choppers. Like, that's... I don't know how much pair of choppers is, but... Sure. I'm like, okay, you you probably should have more than one pair, so here is a spare set to replace the ones that replace these.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see. And this is... Uh, the the fact that all of these gifts are stolen is sort of an open secret with your family. Yeah, is it one sided, or do people are people gifting you things that they've stole from you?
2: I don't, I don't let my family members uh, into my house very often. So it, it, it's <laughs> less that they, don't have, they don't have an that, opportunity. Right, it's less things that they have stolen from me, and more like things that I have forgotten. Ah. Oh.
3: Okay.
2: Like oh hey, funny. I I lo- I thought I'd lost you know these three T-shirts uh, after I I guess I forgot them at the cabin. Hmm. Or hey, I've been looking for this Liebox CD. I lost my copy you know about six months ago. Hey, you still <laughs> listen to CDs, Gray? Yes. Oh okay. Well, <laughs> they they make it into comp- my computer and then they make it okay. Onto
1: See, that's why I thought. That's what I thought. Like, you're not still walking around with your disc man with the anti-skip protection, right?
2: Listen, you don't need to call me. you don't <laughs> need to
1: call out high school gray like that. Yes, I do. Absolutely I
2: do. No, you absolutely do. No, I don't. <laughs> I still purchase CDs sometimes. But yeah, everything just goes on like a digital backup. And is accessible mm. remotely. Yeah, um, it's like, oh hey, this this CD was printed for, oh, was pressed for like three weeks in two thousand two, and no one is streaming it. Ah, okay, I know. Might might as well. Yeah. Or definitely. like this this CD had an unlicensed sample of like a Carl Orff song. Like, oh, his estate suit. I got one of the ones that made it out.
1: Wait, Carl Orf like uh like Carmita Barana Carl Orff? Yeah. Oh, okay, that guy. Do you know
2: do you know how many times uh O Fortuna has been sampled uh without rights clearance? Nope. Oh, that's why they sued. Probably quite of a, a lot. Few. And it's like not imagine. in the public
1: domain because it was written like after in the 20s, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. And oh, I don't yeah. think he's and I, yeah, he hasn't been dead long enough for it to enter American public oh, domain. No, it hasn't. But yeah, like, like, okay. So like this, the CD was hard to find 30 years ago and I just got it for 20 bucks. Hmm. Mm. Nice. Hmm. Okay. He died in
1: ni- okay. Uh, 1937 is when Carmina Bonavirana was
3: written, hmm, written oh. or
1: premi- written or premiered. Yeah. I, Dang. Oh, I'm sorry. Composed in 1935 and 1936 and then uh, pr- probably premiered in 1937. These are these mm-hmm. are just things I want. I'm cur- I get
2: curious about mm-hmm. another uh, fun thing that we do that I have done for like gift giving is get like a couple little airplane bottles of liquor and like put them in a mason jar which you will use to drink out of, and I don't care if Salsa never hears this, because that's and half does, the fun. Does
1: Salsa have a thing about not drinking out of mason jars? Is this He does. It's, it's a bad
2: thing, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Mason jars are for storage, not okay, for drinking. Um, all
0: right. Uh, packed for the aproposters, we are getting Salsa for Christmas next year, a set of mason jar stemware because they do make this.
2: Yes, I'm I'm all for this. I think this would be hilarious. Can we get the uh like an AON logo Im, uh etched into it? Yeah.
0: Uh sandblasting can't be that difficult. So we can we can certainly investigate.
1: But Stefan's response to this is sandblasting can't be that hard.
0: <laughs> Old. <laughs>
1: I like this idea. Although, if you're having him edit the podcast, this may not make it into it.
0: Oh, he, he doesn't. To he it. doesn't edit. He doesn't listen to it. He just looks for. He's what he does is he just imports the files into Audacity, mm-hmm. and he's re, he recognizes the waveform of specific words, so he knows what "Greetings, aproposi, buckle up for the sex" looks like. He's like, okay, yeah. I'll take that and dial it back ten seconds because there's usually some pre-show bullshit that goes um, on.
1: <laughs> some and patter. Then,
0: yeah, exactly. Okay. And yeah, so that that's what he does, and then he'll pick, you know, whatever the whatever the outro ends up being, you know, in the post. But yeah, no, he does not listen to the show while okay. he's editing. Oh, uh, somewhat, you know, rather famously.
1: This is, I mean, yeah. Like I, I feel like I'm a friend of the podcast, and it's like I, I haven't found time. I need to find time in my day to listen to the fiction podcast that I want to follow, and I haven't quite figured out where, where this podcast fits into my listening schedule. Mm. I'm, I feel like I'm, like betraying the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no, that's I try, fine. I, I d- try
1: to listen to it.
0: No, I, 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 I listen apropos of nothing. Uh, pretty you know, at least the next day after it's, after it's released, I don't quite do it the day of the, you know, the day of like some, a couple sure. of people, I think. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's uh, definitely my parasocial relation, relationship with uh, Jenna and Salsa. Um, I'm pretty, I see James on the regular in person, but um, yeah, I'm, I keep up with Jenna and Salsa more by listening to the podcast rather than actually sure. talking to them. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I listen to AON like Wednesday mornings. Mm -hmm. It's probably like the second one I get to Mm -hmm. because usually there's like this one uh, that I listen to called What the Fuck Just Happened Today,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: which is kind of like a daily. Well, it's three times a week episode of just kind of like what kind of crazy shit has happened in the American government. Oh, lovely. It's just like a quick rundown of things, um, and then uh, AON, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, like ten o'clock. Well, not ten, like eight eight thirty on Wednesdays. Okay. Oh yeah, that's 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 when I listen to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I usually listen when I'm doing chores or or. Or dishes, and there's one I'm catching up on called "Respect the Dead," where they like rag on. They they pick a like a person, like a dead person, hmm. and just like here's all of the reasons that they are a terrible person. And ah. it's very entertaining. Um, I
0: should almost, I, I should almost think it would be a a, a better title just to say the, the a, in my mind a better title for that would be "Speak Ill of the Dead."
1: Ooh oh dang, that's a good title. Right. Yeah. The, the, think,
0: the yeah, because the, the cultural norm is don't speak ill of the dead. Sure. So,
1: yeah, I th- well and their tagline is uh welcome to respect the dead, the podcast where we don't. Um no. I'm gonna include I'm gonna include links to that if anybody's interested in Respect sure. the Dead. Um but yes, I just finished the episode about Alfred Hitchcock and
2: they were brutal mm. to Alfred well, Hitchcock
1: deservedly he's, so yeah, right. oh yeah he's, he's a brutal, brutal
2: pretty brutal to tippy hedron <laughs>
1: yep mm-hmm. oh yeah no they 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 spare they've spared nobody like people who are like 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 widely considered to be good people like they did uh, Mother Teresa and they oh, were yeah. scathing again mm-hmm. deservedly so good mm-hmm. yes absolutely um she did monstrous My- things anyway
2: yeah like <laughs> okay. don't speak ill of the dead like that's when your, you know, your aunt had a drinking problem, not someone who committed, like, actual fucking war crimes. Right.
1: hmm There's a Margaret Thatcher episode I'm waiting to get to. Ooh. Yeah, that'll be fun.
0: It sounds similar to, uh, or, well, not similar, but certainly in the same oeuvre as uh, Behind the Bastards.
1: Oh, yeah, I think they've mentioned, they might have even mentioned that podcast. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of the co-hosts may have even been on it. I don't know. but
0: yes yeah i've only listened to one uh one series of behind the bastards and that was um clarence thomas um you know supreme court justice and Mm -hmm. absolute hypocrite clarence thomas so i only listened to that and yeah unfortunately there. uh as as a uh trained sound engineer the um audio production on uh on behind the bastards leaves me wanting and so i don't know i don't know that i'm going to bother listening to another one uh oh, I unless wonder... there's someone that i really want to know all the dirt on
1: yeah one of my friends sent me i think they might have sent me the uh the one oh yes okay um wait i don't know yes behind the bastards did do a two-parter about celestial seasonings um
0: oh shit really what?
1: yeah it's like a it's like a cult Basically, oh
3: hmm.
1: yeah, and it was it was so much content they had to split it up into two episodes.
3: Yeah, the yeah, company.
1: Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, well, I don't drink any of their teas. Um, I buy, I buy tea source because that's local.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And oh, and not a cult. Yeah, well, yeah,
0: the the Clarence Thomas series was four parts. Oh wow! Oh, oh yeah, he's he's got a lot wrong with him. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, Mm-hmm.
1: but yes it does it's it's it is similar in concept i think I think behind the bastard seems to cover more than just like individual people mm-hmm. um but yes so that's a that's a very long and convoluted way of saying i i like because I work a job where I have to answer phones I can't really listen to podcasts all day oh yeah for so sure. I'm trying trying to find time to listen to podcasts mm-hmm has been a trouble, uh, a, a trouble, a struggle. <laughs> a
2: trouble. Uh, I basically uh, listen to podcasts, so I'm not alone with my own thoughts all day.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, that's important.
3: <laughs> that makes yep.
2: sense. Yeah, it's it's like music in the office, and then once I'm out in the world, like podcasts and then audiobooks. And it's funny when you're listening to just, you know, your phone playing music at your cube and one of your coworkers comes by and uh, fuck the pain away starts. They're like,
1: yeah, don't don't do that.
2: Is that that Peaches? Is that the teaches of Peaches? (laughs) It is. (laughs) I'm gonna turn this further down.
3: (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. There are some people who call me at work. And like, they're, like their radio is going so loudly I almost start singing along. It's like, well, how can you make a phone call in that environment? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But I'm a weirdo. Hmm.
2: <laughs> are you not also a creep? What the hell are you doing here?
1: <laughs> what am I doing here not being a creep? Or what am I doing being a creep? I'm sorry. I have an ice chip in my in my mouth. I don't I belong say,
0: here. We're we're making a reference, and we're curious here. to see if you're <laughs> picking up what we're putting down.
1: Yep, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> that- <laughs> I try not to be a creep. Sometimes it doesn't work. I mean, that song was from
2: like 1992,
1: I think. I've heard people sing it at karaoke. Mm-hmm.
2: What? Oh dear. I- that's that's right <laughs> up there with like Hallelujah and Afternoon Delight. Like that. That's not what you. Th- that song is not what you think it's about. Oh no, not
1: mm-hmm. damn it. Every time somebody says Hallelujah, I'm like the Hallelujah chorus. That's not a. That's not a karaoke song.
2: Mm-hmm. You're
1: not. You're not talking about Handel, are you? No. no. I'm sorry. I'm a choir nerd. I've actually never sung all of of Messiah, um, despite okay. being in choir.
2: I mean, that's probably a better Hallelujah mm-hmm. for. Karaoke <laughs> Um but yeah Well it's...
1: it's in four parts and like the soprano part Is like all the way up there so Oh god <laughs> Now some oh man if somebody If there's a karaoke version Of the hallelujah chorus from Handel's Messiah I want to see somebody perform it Just because that would be really funny
0: oh, Either man. that or the uh Either that or John Williams' Duel of the Fates
1: Ooh, that's a good Piece of music yeah, was that, I,
0: was that in Latin?
1: Okay, uh, hang on, uh, let me let
0: me look. I think it. I think it was all made up. Oh. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember because uh, I did that Hex. in. Uh, on yeah, the my, lyrics. when I was in high school, uh, I was in choir, and one of the for the Christmas concert, we had a uh, an additional. Community choir where uh, parents and you know other adults who are not you know actively high school students uh, would come in and join to do to sing in the choir performances and the community choir did the Duel of the Fates uh, song and so I did have to learn it and um, uh, I think the words are like uh, Kila yeah. I don't think that's a language, but I could be wrong.
1: So uh, I looked it up.
0: But you know <laughs> have to doubt, you know, that sort of thing.
1: So these are a Sanskrit translation of an English translation of a medieval Welsh poem. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, so the, the, there's the four lines from that poem read under the tongue. root. This is an English, this is, uh, this is the, the Engl- an English translation from Welsh. It says under the tongue root, a fight, most dread and another raging behind in the head. I believe this is probably the Robert Graves translation. Okay. Um, but it's uh, this article I found says Williams had it translated into a variety of languages, eventually selecting Sanskrit quote, because of the quality of the vowels end quote.
3: Yeah um, as a, a lawyer I appreciate yeah. that.
1: I just um, I don't know it would have been interesting to pick a star a, a language from Star Wars but that's mm-hmm. just me mm-hmm. being cuz like they have some languages right there but I don't know that's just okay. I like conlangs.
0: Yeah. Kind of reminds me um shortly or not in the in the 6 months or so after the first Frozen came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, uh, you know, of course, "Let It Go" took over the entire internet, and uh, there was one young woman YouTuber that I found. That I don't know if I could pull it back up, but her shtick was is that she took the entire lyrics to "Let It Go" and translated it from English to like thirteen, you know, hopped uh-huh. between languages. Mm-hmm like 14 steps and then back to English and then figured out how to set the cadence correct to to match it up and then she sang a karaoke version of that like 15 times retranslated lyrics.
1: Oh yeah, I've seen mm-hmm. somebody do that with um All Star by Smash Mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you you translate it into one language and then Google translate it back.
3: Mhm.
0: Yeah, except this woman went, you know, this young woman did, like, you know, English to German to Russian to Moldovian to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, to to Javanese to uh, mm-hmm. Navajo to whatever. And, you know, that yeah. yeah, it was 15, 15 things back to English, and that's what she sang.
2: That's, that hurts my brain to think about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the grammar was yeah. all sorts of fucked. So <laughs>
2: I bet.
3: Yeah.
0: So did y'all do any uh do anything else in uh anything else fun for uh for the Christmas times? It was very interesting to have it on the
3: uh
0: over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah that on felt Academy weird on Sunday and um, kind of bummed that that uh, that, that you know hundred year blizzard didn't actually show up
1: I was I was I was minorly disappointed at the at the no, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean Grey gray, sure. gray is Gray is just glaring <laughs> glaring our, daggers and putting up the double deuce well deservedly. Our, our dear, not undeservedly. Our our, our, dear our deal male escort our yes, dear male yeah. escort. I was just gonna mm-hmm. say that. Right. We were on the same wavelength. Um, yes. yes. I'm I'm I I imagine that the cold was not was did not feel Uh, Underwhelming uh,
2: I mean It (sighs) I can't say that the cold really bothered me Mm -hmm. It was uh, Mostly like the wind And the depth of the kind of Semi Hard snow after the the, the Winds Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get a a lot of compaction Otherwise you can just like walk through the snow like they're nothing, because mm-hmm. it's... Well, that's not that chill. dense. Yeah, turn on the wipers and don't turn off the, the windshield defroster, and you're good. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, then it, um, it, it kind of was not great. Mm-hmm. And some decisions were made, and they were made way above my pay grade. Mm. And, you know, That's that's going to make this week kind of difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just that the like uh, the National Weather Service Twin Cities Twitter account was freaking the fuck out for, you know, all of Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday saying, oh, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be we're going to get a bunch of snow on Wednesday into Thursday, and then it's going to be complete whiteout blizzard conditions with 50 mile an hour winds from like for all of Thursday and Friday and Saturday, you know, if mm-hmm. you're going to travel best, get your ass on the road on Tuesday or whatever. And it's like, well,
1: I suspect that was said
3: in order excited. to
1: prevent people from traveling cross country, because that probably would have been a bad idea.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. As I as I understand it, the uh, the flat as a pancake states to the south certainly got a lot of the uh, the blizzardy, the whiteout conditions with the wind because they have no you know trees or hills to stop the wind from blowing.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, on I think was might have been Wednesday or Thursday night. I'm like, it's gonna be just dummy. It was Thursday night. Thursday night. It was like. It's gonna be dummy bad the next couple days, and dummy bad, like dummy bad, yeah, and like a balaclava and nylon not going to be enough to save this face. And nylon, what now? Uh, just a nylon kind of knit style hat.
1: Oh, okay.
0: No, Coach. not like a, not like a pair of panties. Or right, pantyhose. I
1: think you mean pantyhose. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, you
2: are correct. You are correct, Tom. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay 4k no los both
1: <laughs> Um I don't know if I'd wear Panties on my head I guess
2: It depends on who on I, whom's You're robbing
1: Okay it, if, I mean, if, this is an, if it's a new fashion Sensation that's sweeping the nation Who am I to argue with panties on your head That sounded mm-hmm. like, a, like a Like a tagline for something. <laughs>
0: been a pretty pretty classic uh pretty classic home invader fashion in japan for a while apparently um wow but so uh, anyway
1: <laughs>
2: anyway anywhere else, I... anywhere else from here <laughs> oh hey look at that so thursday i like i just decided like it's gonna be so bad tomorrow like i'm gonna go buy a snowmobile helmet uh-huh because I know what's waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And so I like, you know, I went to a place and the like, I need a, I need a snowmobile helmet. Oh, kind of sled. Like, you're right. Like, I don't, I do not ride a motorcycle. I don't ride a motorcycle. I don't ride a snowmobile. It's just going to be dummy whimdy tomorrow. And it's already fucking cold. Yeah, I yeah. want to not lose my nose. Mm-hmm. Like, smart. Cool. Any full face one will be fine. They're over that way. Like, great, <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Did the,
0: did the did the salesperson look incredibly crestfallen as soon as they learned that you they couldn't talk gear with you? Like, oh hey, what do you do?
2: Oh, I don't need no. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> no. no. Not an like, extreme sports person. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like the last time I was on a snowmobile was before puberty. Like that is what I said to the guy. Like.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. been a while.
2: Like, okay. Same. So, yeah, like, like, what do I need I'm, these things for? I don't know.
1: I'm trying to think if I've ever been on a snowmobile and I don't think the answer is yes. Oh, it's loud. It's so, fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, re- that's what I recall. I was probably, so I was somewhere between eight and 12. And okay. Yeah. It was somebody else was driving. And I'm like, well, hold on. And so I did. And then, it, you know, I just held on to their waist and, it was loud and windy and accelerating, and that was about it. And then we were done. Like, oh shit, okay.
2: you
3: know. Yeah. Uh, Can I push right. you now?
2: Don't need to hmm? do that ever again. <laughs> yeah. The people who are into it are way into it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Good for them.
0: So, uh, so after you got your helmet, did you uh, go- did people think that you looked like the Steeg?
2: Yes. And, like, I, I think like a couple of my coworkers, like, is that, a, is that a motorcycle helmet? Like, no, it's a snowmobile helmet. It has a different breathing apparatus going on. Uh, and they're like, people are going to make fun of you. Like, I don't care. Can I, would, I hear them? Maybe. I would, like,
1: my nose. Right. It's like, oh, he- yeah.
0: How, how can I hear them over the inbuilt Bluetooth headphones? Then? <laughs> <laughs> that are that <laughs> built into these things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was not the uh the the price point I was buying at.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you did not bring yeah, for the for the Bluetooth
2: speaker. Right. Mm-hmm. And besides, like you can just get like some, some like little Bluetooth oh, earbuds. earbuds mm-hmm.
3: And
1: that'll
2: that'll do it. Mm-hmm.
1: And if only we were sponsored by like one of those one of those earbud companies.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's just, it was, yeah, so I bought a snowmobile helmet for mm-hmm. me, and like, this needs to just last the next 20 years, and it needs to not fall into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. Can Doesn't it fall get into crack? two pieces? I mean, if it can be fixed with, like, duct tape and, like, some weather sealing, then fine. Okay. Like, I just need something that is solid, or at least more solid than fabric. Mm-hmm. To you know, protect my face. The protect my, Yeah, protect my neck from you know the the wind.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because it was fucking windy. Mm-hmm. And then it was like not as fucking windy as I thought it was going to be. And then at some point Saturday, I realized that I had set my uh, phone's weather apps to uh, metric. Oh. Like negative 22 Jesus Christ the card just says negative 8 like hang on oh Um, Mm -hmm.
1: see I never went back from Celsius um when I got back from study abroad until um I put a I put it like a smart speaker oh geez I I, sorry I'm just hearing an echo and I don't know why Mm -hmm. oh boy okay I'm not hearing it anymore um So I put a smart speaker in the house with Rem and he's like, can you change it to Fahrenheit? Because the Celsius is not helping. I'm like, I can, I can change it to Fahrenheit for you.
2: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Like, you know, before I go to work, the, the people who are online streaming on Twitch with, with whom I have parasocial relationships, they're like Australia and the UK. I'm like, Mm. oh yeah, it's negative eight here. What does that mean? Like, Negative twenty two. Like Jesus, fuck! It gets that cold. <laughs> Correct. Like, yes. <laughs> it gets yeah. it gets real cold. It's mm-hmm. colder than Mars, y'all. <laughs> and sometimes more hot and humid than the than the Amazon.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's weird.
2: Indeed. I don't like
1: right, it.
0: Well, how do we feel about a break?
1: Good. I feel like a break is a, an inch in order it a good give me right. a break hey everybody you should like us on facebook apropos of nothing you could follow us on twitter at aon podcast or you could join our steam group at aon podcast search for apropos of nothing
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Patton was kind enough to give us the music for this episode and every episode. Uh, You can see what he's up to at BrandonPatton.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, but especially you can help us out by rating our show. Uh, Check out our merch. You can go to Society6.com forward slash AON podcast.
1: We are back. Return triumphant. (laughs) All right. So. what? Some of us, for, for a given value of triumphant. Indeed. Mm-hmm.
0: So, norm, normally the third segment is a fast five.
1: A so hush we have all one. over the room.
2: So oh, never, shit. <laughs> there was uh, some lag there. Just I'm, on the
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. It was
2: found. <falling.
1: laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, yeah, so uh, I, I don't have one.
1: I, I also do not have one. Did I, anybody send
0: one in? Oh right, we don't have access to that email. Yeah. Um
1: Nope. We don't we don't know if somebody sent one and they could have, but it so is not for us to know.
2: Cool. Who do who do we put on blast for this? we put it on blast for Salsa for dropping the ball or James for not uh organizing that before? Um I mean, I think technically Jenna is above reproach on this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> she <laughs> she, the she tried said. it. She had to spend a
0: month and a half trying very hard to get someone to send in a fast five uh, for one of our aproposters reasons. Uh, So I agree. She's probably above reproach.
2: Yeah. I only needed to win once. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, so
0: yeah, we, yeah, we don't have it and it's all salsa's fault. Um,
1: We're just going to, we're just going to lay the blame squarely at salsa's feet
0: yep so uh in lieu of that, uh do y'all have anything to plug?
1: I do. um so i am uh, i I feel like I'm one of the many people. many f- people in my friend's group has joined who's joined the ranks of twitch streamers. um I stream yeah. on Tuesday nights at eight p m central time and Saturdays at nine a m central time. um this week in particular. Um, I'm going to be playing more Cult of the Lamb. And then I think I'm going to continue on with the Homestar Runner adventure game called Strong Bad's Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People, I think is the full title. Um, But I've been working through that adventure game. Uh, Saturdays are usually adventure games. And uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Tom underscore S underscore T. And I will include the link so that it can be included in the show notes.
0: All right. Uh, well, we we have no idea if that'll work. We
1: don't know. Uh, okay, so. if not, <laughs> I have just told uh, just, you my Twitch name, and hopefully you can find it.
0: Just okay. direct message Salsa and say, "Hey, put this in the show notes."
1: <laughs> I have like so many stupid links of the things that I looked up. Yeah, just be a- just aprop-
0: like apropos of nothing. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> 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 just send it to him and say, "Hey, show notes."
1: Yes, I do. In fact, have. I'll find the I'll find the Duel of the Fates um, article. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, Gray, do you have anything that you would like to
2: plug? Um, I mean, I I also do the Twitch streaming, but I think I was on like two weeks ago and plugged that there. I mean, so, this, is the,
1: this is the pirate. Sh- this is the pirate um app, uh, podcast. You can do whatever you want. So we can do two shout. We can do two fl- plugs. Right. Yes,
2: So uh, I'm,
1: I don't care, I'm making up the rules as I go and I say you
2: can I think they were also making up the rules as they went, so it, it seems apropos
0: Well, just remember um, the points also don't matter It's true
2: So in addition to plugging my own Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash uh I want to throw a plug out for Starfish Prime Ooh which was a high-altitude nuclear test conducted by the United States, a joint effort with the Atomic Energy Commission and the Defense Atomic Support Agency, in July 9th,
1: 1962. Was that your
2: shout-out? Yeah, that's my plug. That's your so plug, go, okay. Go go read up on that. They, oh, uh, I see. Okay, They detonated some nuclear weapons in low-Earth orbit.
3: Hmm.
2: And um, learned some things. I don't see. Fear. All right. That sounds ominous. Uh,
0: well, yeah. So then um, I don't personally have anything to plug. I, I don't yet uh, Twitch stream. I am uh, perpetually on the cusp of actually starting to do anything about that. So uh, stay tuned for anything to happen. Uh, I currently have a four month old in the house, so I haven't played a video game in about that long. Uh, so oh, we don't know what it'll happen again. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's he's growing great. Uh, he's developing. It's it's so fascinating to watch him become more of a more of a person and less of a uh, potato that cries and poops.
1: Um, an accurate descriptor but, for, for a tiny yeah. Young baby.
0: But yeah, uh, free time is non-existent, and that's perfectly okay right now. So, uh, yeah. So maybe in uh, I don't know a year or. two, or whenever the fuck i get around to it um uh, maybe society collapses before that i don't know uh anyway so <laughs> nothing to nothing to plug personally but uh Realist comedy productions has several things coming up um most importantly um January 8th and 9th will be uh, auditions for our spring show, No Small Parts, which mm-hmm. was written originally no, 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 by company no. member Angela Fox. And um, that'll be our spring production in, I think, late April. Uh, and then... It up in May. Mm, okay. Um, um, yeah, and,
1: and I believe the audition slots are full, but there is an email address that you can, you can email if you would like to uh, audition.
0: Well, great! Thanks for uh, clarifying that. Uh, I will send that to Salsa to put into the show notes, maybe. Um, yeah. So then, and then, uh, upcoming in uh, the end of January, early February, will be the uh, the twenty twenty three Fearless Five mm-hmm. production. Uh, this time will be, I believe, mythology.
1: Yep. And, Has the cast been announced?
0: Uh, maybe. Okay. Um, uh, my my quick look over the break, I didn't see anything uh, in particular for the announcements. But I'm also looking at the Facebook member group, not the actual
1: yeah.
0: company um, website, which might have more information. FearlessComedy.org. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I know that Tuesdays there are, there's Fearless Lab mm-hmm. on a certain Tuesday, and then there's a double blind du- double blind double feature, which is mm-hmm. double blind improv, and then uh, either Cabin Fever or Comedy Fight.
0: Mm -hmm. Double Blind Double Feature is the first Tuesday. Fearless Lab is the second Tuesday. Uh, Double Blind Double Feature is at Strike. Uh, Fearless Lab is at Finnegan's. And um, yeah, those are those uh, monthly shows. So January 3rd at the Strike. Go see it. It's good. Um, And then, uh, yeah, Fearless Lab on January 10th at Finnegan's. Also go see it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, You can also... Certainly sign up with um the uh, sign up for your own slot. Uh, oh gosh, I don't remember what um the uh, oh the organizer the, Fear, the, Fear, the, Fear, the fearless lab organizer is uh, oh, trying um, out a, trying out a new name Ryan yes
2: yeah um, Ryan mm-hmm. yep. yeah I've I've done lab several times and it is a delight and I've been to mm-hmm. Finnegan's for lab and it is a great space mm-hmm. yeah uh, I've, I mean I heard a I lot can't, of great stuff about it. I can't drink any of the beer there, but it's, it's a great space. Uh, So yeah, check it out. Like parking was not bad, uh, even though it's downtown Minneapolis.
1: Is it downtown St. Paul?
2: Minneapolis.
1: Oh, it is Minneapolis.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, very cool. So (laughs) yeah. So Fairless has, you know, yeah. Recurring monthly, uh, recurring monthly shows. And then also larger productions at places uh, like the Mounds Theater. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i think yeah and i think normally they do shout outs first before plugs but we're
1: we're the pirates
0: yep, yeah we're not so, making
1: them. our own rules so it's a yeah. sort of shout
0: out you got before we sign off for the night i can start um i guess you shout work. out to james for uh doing all the back end stuff that uh i needed him to do to be able to make this recording possible um that is about all of his involvement and uh jenna and salsa are as far as i'm aware not aware uh apart from the threat of us taking over um that i put up in the discord so we'll see how things get responded to because salsa doesn't know i don't think that salsa knows that this is happening he's just going to receive links to the recordings and say hey make this a show
2: so what you're saying (laughs) is that salsa and jenna are dead weight
0: for for this recording
2: for this week, yes. For okay. This week. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to blow up James's ego too much.
0: No. Oh, well, but yeah. He he can deflate that pretty easily on his own. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> um, I okay. I would like to shout out, um, uh, shout out my partner, the the goblin, um, because what he what he gave me for Christmas was like an in joke. <laughs> that that I had to then explain to my family. <laughs> it was basically like a reference to Undertale and Papyrus. Um and then it was it the the so the joke the joke gift was hiding the actual gift. So, that was that was that was a very funny um occurrence on Christmas day.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Joke in jokes are always the best when you have to explain to people who are not in on it.
2: Exactly. It's a great moment and you had to be there. They are funnier when you explain the joke. And I don't care what anyone else says. Um, I think I have a shout out, but I need to clarify something. first. So if you'll give me just a minute.
1: And we don't have anywhere to be.
3: Right. Okay.
0: Yeah, we're so, yeah. also not uh, not professional uh, podcasters, so we certainly don't know how to fill the dead air. Well,
3: um, yeah. And, what yeah. do you mean? By f-
2: so I don't know. Uh, Wait is is that has that show been announced?
1: I don't know if it's been announced yet. Oops, I was trying to type up my thoughts, and that's not what I wanted. <laughs> I'm ca- checking their Facebook page.
2: Um yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Uh or then again, I would be announced. Okay. Then uh I'm going to give a shout out to um uh, delivery drivers. Yeah. People, you know, people like uh you know, FedEx, UPS, DHL, mm-hmm. post office, okay. you know, pizza, yeah, pizza. also them. But you know, cause like, that's, that's not a, that's, that's a, a huge responsibility
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that's, and it was cold. So like, shout out to my coworkers and anyone who makes a living driving in this fucking nightmare of a state where God tries to kill us every year.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just repeat to yourself. We don't have alligators. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have earthquakes. We don't have alligators. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have earthquakes.
2: I mean, a tornado is kind of like a hurricane. Well,
1: okay, but do you get do you get them in like December? I guess not. We also don't have huntsman spiders, and there's something to be yeah. said for that.
2: Indeed.
1: Shout, shout, extra shout out to this to the to the country slash continent of Australia for keeping the huntsman spiders over
2: there. Those boys are big. They're very big boys. <laughs>
1: Um, almost as big as that spider in Limbo.
2: All
0: right. Well, on that note, for Gray and Tom, I'm Stefan, and to telling you to eat the fucking cake.
2: Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. (whistles) bye. Bye.
1: Take it away, Salsa! Cha! Ja. Cha ja, cha ja, cha ja, cha ja,
3: cha! Ja, ja. Verbal Jazz Fingers. Verbal Jazz Fingers <laughs> is the name of my new Led Zeppelin cover band.